0: Welcome to the Everyone Walks With Someone podcast. I'm your host, Jared Piney, and the last few episodes have been inspiring. They've been motivated to help us learn how to walk with other people. In this podcast, we are learning best practices to be better followers of Jesus while we walk alongside others. And there's different questions that come up when we think about walking with others. Why are we called to walk with others? How do we do that? What guardrails are important? What can trip us up? The best way to learn is to actually hear from others who've done it and hear from their experiences. Today, we have a great episode for you as we start by chatting with Becky Freshour. Becky is the Executive Director of Central Ministries and Finance here at Pathway Church in Wichita, Kansas. And personally, it's been great to see how she allows God to work through her as she walks with others. So this is going to be a real treat for us to be able to listen in. So here we go, Becky. It is great to have you with us.
1: Thanks, Jared. Um, it's great to be here. Thank you for the kind words. And I say I feel just as equally inspired as I watch you walk with other people.
0: Yeah, and uh, neither one of us, if we'd say in years past, would was like excelling at this, right? It's something that we continue to be on a journey and to grow and we hope to get better at.
1: Yep, for sure. It's It's been a journey my whole life. Yep.
0: Yes. Well, um, I love asking uh, kind of our, our hosts and our guests this question of, who is someone that's walked with you in the past? And we know there's probably been multiple different people at different times, but take us through one of those. Who's someone that's walked with you?
1: Mm-hmm. So that's the beautiful thing about being part of a church family and being part of the lar- larger body of Christ. Um, in my adult Lifetime. I have actually moved five different times oh, yeah. all the way from California to Kansas, Kansas City. And so um, through that, God's brought people into my life for every season of that. Uh-huh. And I would say, especially in California, moving 1,500 miles away from friends and family, God knew I needed somebody in my life, so there's a particular yeah. woman named Angela. I was a young mother back then, and Angela walked through. Um, she also was a young mom, but a little bit more experienced than me. So, yeah. her encouragement through uh, through those tough seasons was was great, and yeah, encouraging me to stay close to Jesus, and um, just even providing physical needs that I yeah. at that time.
0: Yeah. You know, as we begin to talk to people on what it means to walk with others, encouragement is always a big part of that. So uh, do you still talk to Angela to this day?
1: Yeah. So even though she's thousands of miles away from me, uh, we connect through Marco Polo. It's an app. It's an app where we can uh, leave videos for each other. And so I would say we do that a couple of times a month um, just to keep encouraging each other in our faith
0: Mm -hmm. No, that's awesome. It's, you know, in our world today, the digital platforms and different things, there's many different ways you can continue to connect with. So Marco Polo, I wouldn't have guessed that, but there you go. (laughs) Yes. um, Well, last episode, we heard from Rodney Elliott, and we finished up our four values that we have identified to really help us walk alongside others. We talked about how we walk alongside others using the actions seek, serve, and share often, and they help us to live out the values of walking alongside others. Becky's actually going to help us dig into this action of seek. So, uh, Becky, let's look at this action of seek, and what does that mean to you, and how do we live it out?
1: So uh, today, I really want to focus on the scripture of the Great Commission. That's Matthew 28, 16 through 20. And some of us have heard that scripture many, many times. Um, but today, I wanted to take a deeper dive into it. And the Great Commission is not just it. I mean, it is the mission statement for the church, but yeah. it's just not the that it, it should be a very personal thing to us as well. So I'm gonna read from Matthew 28 16 through 20 right
0: now. Yeah, and as you do that, you know, it's funny. My wife the other day was telling me to go buy a store. And I was like, "Well, I don't know where that is." And she's like, "You drive by it literally every day, and it's one of those things when you always drive by it, you forget that it's there." So, I love that we're diving into this scripture because sometimes we're like, "Oh, I know that. I've heard it. I've done a study on it." But it's it's do we believe in it or are we actually following it and living it out? So, yeah, let's hear it.
1: Okay, so uh, Matthew 16 through 20, the Great Commission. <clears throat> Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. said at the beginning, you know, walking, seeking other seeking other people, it, yeah. it's a journey. Um, and just because I've heard this scripture, even since I was a young child, doesn't mean that I really understood it. Yeah. And um, so it's out of my own experience in seeking out other people, that I realize that I have been called to do this intentionally and to be obedient to Jesus from it.
0: Yeah, so how does this look like in either your personal life or just um, lessons on how we can not just know the Scripture and read it, but to, to live it out? What, what are a yep. couple ways yep. that we can do that?
1: <clears throat> yeah, so going back to verse 19, it says... Um, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. So I want to focus in on the go. Um, As I said, I have been a Christian since I was three years old, very young. Mm -hmm. Um, I have tried to live out my faith, but as I have grown in that, I've asked myself the question, do my actions really um portray someone who has been sent in this you know mm-hmm. going yeah. going to make disciples so i have had times of despair doubt frustration there have been personal challenges in my own life and i realized I need to let God work in my life even through that. That's what it's to be a sent person. So it's it's a lifestyle of seven days a week and do what what God is doing inside of me, what God is doing in us, not just through us.
0: Yeah, that's that's good. Let me ask a, a question you know in the moments of the despair, the frustrations or some of those seasons, Did you feel like, or did you wait until you had all that figured out before you kind of began to seek others and to live this out of going and making disciples? Because I think sometimes we feel like we got to have our stuff together before we go out and and walk with others, but what'd that look like for you or or even just uh, for us moving forward?
1: Yeah. So, um, there are moments where I wanted to hide. I it's just easier to stay home or just do my work thing, yeah. and um but there there are moments where God has given me boldness and courage to live out, live it out, and go go talk to my neighbor, go share my faith, share what God's doing in the heartache of my own life with yeah. other people, mm-hmm. and because of that, I know. God has used my words. I'm I'm in a place now that God has used my tragedies um, to be able to speak to people that I could have never done done that before.
0: Yeah, that's it's so good cuz I think sometimes we can believe the lie that we've got to have it figured out before we go, but you know what you said, Becky, of using your tragedies, your vulnerabilities and and, and not, you know, you didn't wait until you had those figured out, but you also didn't just keep those to yourself. Like sometimes we can maybe have this heart posture or attitude of I'm there to help someone else. I'm there to serve someone else. Like I, I have all the good stuff, but I don't want to give my good stuff to someone else. But, but we don't like, we don't have it all together when we go in and, and we go in at a, a posture of a heart a vulnerability and that we can share that and let people know it's, it's us walking alongside other people, not in front of, not just there to impart our wisdom and our experiences, but, but really trusting God. And I heard that from you and, and they're just walking with them. Yeah. 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 So let's, uh, as we continue to look at seeking this action, um, yeah. what, what else would, would you help us to, to know, to be able to live this out?
1: Yeah. So I want to focus, um, on the first part of verse, um, Matthew 28, 20 and, and the obedience part. So, um it says, "Teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you." so um because I've been a Christian for a long time, I thought that I was obedient, but um, as God speaks to me through other people and through his scripture um, just in self-reflection, I realize that, yeah, I've accumulated a lot of knowledge, a yeah. lot of biblical knowledge, but do my actions really uh, portray that biblical knowledge? Am, am yeah. I really being obedient? And actually, it's it's shockingly hard to be obedient. And um, it, it is often hard to know where to go or, or what to do with that, but Um, we do learn by doing, um, there's awkwardness, there's failure, (laughs) um, but we get better by, um, stepping out in faith. Um, an example of that is, um, a few months back, I, um, I woke up—I try to wake up every morning asking God to direct my path. And I was running some errands that day, and I was um, in a store, and I heard another woman actually talking on her cell phone that um, she—she was telling someone that she only had $12 in her bank account, Mm -hmm. and she was at the store trying to put together a birthday party for her kids— and I knew when I heard her say that that I needed to follow her up to the mm, register yeah. and help you know i I wanted to share Jesus with her, and so by purchasing her items, I could show her the love of Jesus um, But then I got distracted. Someone else came into the store, and I was embarrassed i didn't I didn't really yeah. know what to say so um yeah there there's a failure there of being obedient. I knew in that moment I was supposed to, but then I didn't
0: so yeah no th- thank you for sharing that you know when we share stories of wins and challenges, it's almost more important to to unpack some of the challenges that we do have because we do have fear and awkwardness and it's it's not all home runs and you get to yeah. spike the football like there's right. there's tough things. You know, I want to go back to something you said earlier on the obedience part that helped you to kind of grow. And I heard a message recently that was talking about um, everyone. We need to, you know, love everyone. And and really the people in my life that I like and that I get along with, it's it's way easier to be nice to and to value them and respect them and, and those things. But it's harder those that I don't agree with or I don't really like being around. And I think obedience, when you were talking about that, there's If I looked, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm obedient in, in these areas of what God's word has. And those are probably the things that I agree with, right? Mm-hmm. But it's harder to be obedient to the things that isn't natural for me, that I've got to trust God in it and not what I think yes. the outcome would be, or it makes me get out of my comfort zone and, and those things. So I don't know. that's uh, Thank you for kind of bringing that up and that, exactly. that idea of we've got, if we trust our feelings and our emotions— man, I'm going to do what Jared wants all the time and not what God wants. So I've got to, we, we've got to go to God and do what's right and be obedient to what his word and direction is telling us. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Let's talk about a prayer. And okay. Becky, I'll, I'll kind of tell you this, that, um, man, just kind of doing life with you and, and listening to you the last few years, um, I can tell your prayer life is vibrant. It's, uh, consistent. I can see God moving in and through it. And so, mm-hmm. um, i just excited to kind of hear your take on, as we seek out others, the role that prayer would have in them. hmm
1: hmm So, um, going back to our scripture in Matthew, if you look at verses 16 and the first part of 17, Jesus had asked them to go to a mountain, and so they did that first. And then there, they worshiped and prayed. And so... Um, we have to take action to obey God first, and, and then the, the prayer and worship comes after that. It, it goes back to what you said. Our job is to be faithful, and then we trust God with the outcome. But then in verse 17, a um, little bit further, it says, God knows that some will doubt. And um, God is a patient and loving God. He mm-hmm. just takes joy in us taking a step. Yeah. And so it's, as I said, it's, it's I'm gonna fail. It's not about me being perfect or even fully 100% bought in. God knows that we're gonna doubt. Yeah. And Yet we are obedient by taking a step towards him and coming to him in prayer and seeking God every day.
0: Yeah. So, what's the habits or the rhythms? You know, you kind of mentioned that you, you know, really attempt to, when you wake up, to pray seven days a week. And what would be, you know, some of the habits or rhythms that we could apply in our lives to allow that prayer to really fuel us to go mm-hmm. out and seek?
1: Mm-hmm. So, I think, um, really a, a first good place to start is by having the prayer, the mindset of align my heart to yours, God, mm. and what, what can I do today to seek, serve, and share with someone else, someone maybe in our church family or someone that's outside of our church family. Yeah. And... um So I intentionally do this by spending maybe 10 minutes, I mean, very simple, five or 10 minutes um, in the morning in prayer with that mindset, and then in the evening, when I seem to have more time, it just works better for my schedule, I spend time in reading Scripture
0: yeah, and I love your story earlier about going into I think it was a grocery store. Um, and it started by you that morning praying that God would give you the opportunities. and and so then, like, your heart was looking for that, your eyes were looking for it. And so when you went into that store, you overheard that conversation. and, you know, God gave you an opportunity there. And then, you know, fear and those things kind of crept in. but, I can say when I go back on a lot of the, you know, stories I've seen God work through, it it begins with prayer. It it begins with the prayer of either the seeking part or you mentioned on a previous episode that when I'm walking with people, uh, people are messy. I'm I'm messy. There's so many situations that I get involved with that I'm like, I don't have the answer. I have no idea what to say or what to do. And so it drives me to prayer, Mm -hmm. um, even past the seeking part of just how do we walk alongside them?
1: Yeah. People, people are... It, they're complicated, yeah. And, but and I think that's why it's easy for us to put barriers mm-hmm. in our head about seeking out someone, sharing with someone, and um, we think that there are rules, there are ways that we've been taught to share Christ with others, but um, we need to focus on what's. Pleasing and obedient to God. Um, I think we do self limit what is possible and what can be done and um, try to let go of those rules. I have been so inspired by a woman who is in my small group. Uh, she's a retired lady, but she took a job at an ice cream store to get some extra money so she could go on a vacation. Mm-hmm. And um, so she's she's working at the store, but she's using all of that for Christ. Mm-hmm. So she saw a woman who was crying and she took the time to ask her how how she was doing, what was wrong, and then even pray with her while she's working in the oh, store. Yeah. So um, I think we, we put barriers there that we shouldn't be doing one thing or or shouldn't be using our whole lives for him um but we can't know how god is working in people's minds and hearts
0: yeah that's it's neat to to hear that You know, she's got her heart and her eyes open looking for those opportunities. So that makes me think, talk to me a little bit about this idea of seeking, like, is it an activity or is it a lifestyle? Like, is it something else that we've got to put with our busy schedule? I've got a Mm -hmm. seven-year-old and a Mm two-year-old and and work and I got to watch the Chiefs play football falls coming up and so it'll be great. But is this just another thing that we've right. got to do? We got to have okay. Here's my thirty minutes of seeking for the week, for the month, for the year. Yeah. You yeah. Know, hopefully, more often mm-hmm. than that. Or is it more of just um, a lifestyle? So talk to me about that a little.
1: Yeah, bit. Uh, you're right. Seeking is it's it's using our whole lives for Christ. So um, you often see in the Gospels and in Acts where Jesus or the disciples. They are just living their lives and they encounter people along the way. And that's how it's supposed to work for us too. We have lots of opportunities throughout the day. It's just having our heads up, eyes up to uh, look for those opportunities. And it's, yeah, it's, it's seven days a week, 24 hours a day.
0: Yep. No, that's, that's great. any last thoughts or, or things that you wanted to say that you haven't had a chance mm-hmm. to say on on this action of seeking um,
1: so I I just I did want to mention another practical tool that yep. I have um, found um, an awesome way to seek out people uh, both Christians and people that are not walking with him yep. and um, so that's a prayer calendar. And um, you can start pretty simply um, picking, how I started is picking one person for each day of the month, somebody inside our church family or a believer, Mm -hmm. and then another person that doesn't know him or is disconnected with our church family in some way. And I, first thing um, before I get in my car and head out to work, I text them and uh, just say, hey, I'm thinking about you today, you're on're yeah. you're, you're I'm praying for you. Is there any specific way that I can pray for you? And the very first day that I decided to do this uh-huh. um, last fall, the woman was in... Um, a doctor's waiting room with her daughter. Her daughter had COVID. Mm. She could not breathe and she was very fearful. And she's like, this is amazing that you are reaching out to me right now. I feel like God has brought you to me so that you can pray for us. So I took the time right then and there to to pray for them.
0: You know, thanks for sharing that tool and what I love from it, which a good step would be writing down those two names and praying for them that'd be a good step, but you took it a step farther on, on walking with other people and trying to build that connection, that relationship. And and I'm sure these people, they're not all your best friends that you talk to all the time. It's, it's who God kind of puts on your mind or right on that calendar. But then, yeah, I can just imagine, you know, reaching out and saying, Hey, I'm thinking about you and what can I pray for? Like you probably have way more stories. If we had more time to talk on this podcast rather than that one of, it was not just the prayer part, mm-hmm. but it was also reaching mm-hmm. out and just building yeah. that connection.
1: Yeah. Right. So lots of people responding. God's done great yeah. things, but then there's also the people that I text and silence. It's crickets, yes. you know. But yep. I'm. It's being. It's trusting God with the outcome.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's that's so good. Well, Becky, I just appreciate you. Uh, coming on and helping us to live out this action of seeking. So uh, thanks for sharing your experiences and, and your wisdom. And I'm excited now to kind of bring on our next guest. And But before we bring on that guest, I do have a question. Um, I just want to know, what is a book that you're reading right now or a podcast that you're listening to? Um, just fill us in so we kind of know what you're digging into at the moment. Yeah.
1: So a book that I've just started is called Spirit Walk. The Extraordinary Power of Acts for Ordinary People. So um, it's just practical ways to stay full of the Holy Spirit, to abide in Him, surrendering, waiting on prayer. Waiting on God in prayer, avoiding sin, and pursuing the promptings of the Holy Spirit.
0: Oh, that's great. We're gonna we'll link to that in the show notes. That that title was a mouthful, but it sounds great. We'll put it in the show notes <laughs> yeah, so, so you get a chance to look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, one important aspect on this podcast is to really hear real life stories and examples from people on how they're walking with others and living out these teachings. Each episode, we're gonna bring on a guest and share some of the challenges and some of the wins in this area. So today I'm excited to have on our guest and get a chance to hear her stories of walking with others. Our guest is Annie Baldwin. Annie, welcome to the show, and thank you for taking the time to be with us and to share today.
2: Thank you for having me today.
1: Yeah, it's so it's so great to have you here Thank with you, us, Becky. Annie. Um, so we, we do want you to tell us a little bit about your work and also your family.
2: Okay. Um, I'm married. I have two... Kids, they're both in high school. One of them is graduating this year; he'll be a senior, so that's pretty exciting. Um, My husband and I have been married for twenty years, so uh, exciting for us. Um, I'm a teacher; I teach elementary science um, for kindergarten through third grade. I love it. They're very curious, and um, it's just a very rewarding job.
0: Yeah. How many years have you been teaching?
2: Actually, this is going to be my fifth year. I'm kind of a okay. late bloomer uh-huh. at teaching, but um, yeah, it's been it's been really fun.
0: Well, you you probably just pick like the easiest five year stretch to be a teacher, <laughs> at, right? Like,
2: um, I would disagree with that. This has been the most challenging yes. five years, Rich. So, yeah. well, but good. no, it's good.
0: Yeah, it's always fun uh, getting a chance to hear you know from our guests, just um, you know their kids and family, what they do for a living, and even some of their like personality types. So. I know not everyone, you can't put people in a box, but, uh, would you lean to more introverted or extroverted or how would you describe that?
2: Um, I would probably lean to the introverted side. Um, I like, I can stand in front of little kids, no problem, but, um, talking in front of adults makes me nervous. But, um, I think once, you know, you're comfortable in a situation, it's a lot easier to become a little bit more extroverted. So.
0: Yep. And that's, it's so good to hear. And I, I love asking this question because on this podcast of walking with others, you've generally got to talk to others, right? Yeah, you got to have a relationship. And so it's just good seeing where people um, fall in this introverted, extroverted, in, in what situations they may be. Well, um, we we love hearing these stories and we know that storytelling is important, right? Whether it's a book you're reading, a TV show, a movie, storytelling helps us to um, really visualize it. And as we hear a variety of different people telling stories, we can see ourselves in it. So we can see how we can live out this value of seeking or even just everyone walks alongside others, people. So today, as we look at this action of seeking, I just want the three of us, Becky, Andy. so glad you're here. We're going to be talking about different stories of seeking. And I know Becky and you know, Annie a little bit better and know some of these stories. So, but we want to just not focus on the wins. And we did a good job earlier of talking about some of the challenges that come with us too. And, and man, we can learn from challenges. Yeah. So uh, we want to get a chance to talk about all of these, so let's just um, kind of have a conversation about this action of seeking and walking with others' wins and challenges.
1: Okay. So, you know, I, I wanted you guys to hear my prayer calendar story because I've, Annie's a big, big part of maybe what, what you'd call a success. Okay. So no. um, Annie, um, I think she's on day five of the month for me. So I, um, you know, and the reason, the, the way I do the prayer calendar is I just looked in my phone contacts Mm -hmm. and, um, Annie and her husband, Jeff, they've been volunteers at the God, they've been volunteers for a while. And so I, um. I, I had her number in my phone. So I thought, well, I'll put her down as day five.
0: So I, I just want to uh-huh. interject here. I think she's explaining why she did the contacts because you're day five. Like, right. uh, did you feel bad you weren't day one or no, something? Like he's like, not. here, I got to like, make it straight. It was the contacts. And it's just where right. it fell on this. Right, it's just, <laughs> it's just where I was right. on your list. Right,
1: <laughs> right. All right, <laughs> yes, no, go ahead, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> 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 and so um, I... I reached out to her and started praying for her on a monthly basis. And then a, a few months in, I told her what I was doing um, in praying for other people. And I said, would you be willing to join me in doing a prayer ca- calendar? Yeah. So I wanted to, you to share your sure. what that was like for you.
2: Um, I, when you told me the idea, I was like, oh man, this is a great way to like Actually, be intentional about reaching out to people, yeah. and it's just not something that I do. I'm not good at it. Um, so when you gave me the idea, I was like really gung ho, and and I went through I don't know the first ten days, and I put people in my uh, task, you know, my reminders to, to remind me to do it every day. Because mm-hmm. honestly, like getting up in the morning to go teach is, I mean, that's not my first thing to do, but. Um, so I started doing it and I'm going to be honest in 30 days, I got through about 12 days and it was not 12 days in a row. I mean, it was (laughs) eight days and then two more the next week. And, um, but in doing that, um, I reached out to some coworkers and, Um, Just discovered information, you know, from them about things that they were going through and, you know, that I had no idea. And um, just being able to pray for them for those challenges that they're going through. And um, one of the women that I asked to pray for, um, I'm not really sure where she stands, but um, her response was there are way more people deserving of your prayers today. Yeah. And, um, it just kind of hit me like, wow, what I'm, this is important that I'm doing this. And so, um, I, sh- her and I have a really good relationship at school. And I was just like, that's absurd. Like you, you're absolutely deserving of prayer. So I'm yeah. just going to pray that you're going to keep being an awesome person and the love you. And she was <laughs> very thankful for that, for that. But, um, over the, the next couple months, I mean, by the third month, I think I hadn't even gotten to my day, but she had reached out and okay. can you pray for me for this challenge that she was having? And so that was really, um, really awesome for her to reach out and for me to be able to pray for her and, and something that I, you know, may not have known about if she hadn't, I mean, if I hadn't started this, so, um, but as the end of school, you know, I, I, as the end of school gets going, it was more of a challenge for me to keep up with. And, um, but that led to some other intentional seeking for me. So,
0: yeah, well, let me dig in a little bit more before we get into maybe some of the other intentional seeking out. Mm -hmm. What well, I love the first part you said, you know, you're gonna do this for 30 days, and you maybe actually done it like 12 days. I think sometimes yeah. we can get discouraged and then just stop. Like, oh, my plan was 30 days, I did it 12, yeah. but now you just kept. Okay, I, I missed a few days or a week there, or whatever yeah. it was. Like, this is the right thing to do, and and you know, I love that you did it not just around those that you may be most comfortable with, like maybe some of your best friends outside of work or, right. you know, your your family or those. But um, this guy that you worked with and, and other coworkers, too, like you took kind of a step of bringing, you know, faith or that prayer part. And and maybe you knew where some of them were, you didn't. But, right. you know, talk to us a little bit about um, maybe the heart behind that of how you took that that risk or that chance of of reaching out to those that you work with.
2: Um, Well, part of it was, you know, Becky reaching out to me and just not wanting to disappoint her that I had failed at it. (laughs) I'm I'm being honest here, but, um, you know, there, during COVID, um, I had discovered some of my co-workers were Christians and so we did some Bible study through COVID that was, um, that just kind of allowed me to see where some people stood, um, but it was very uh, nerve-wracking to reach out to people where you didn't know where they stood. Yeah. And um, this was uh, a friend of mine, a coworker, and I was very nervous about reaching out. And, I mean, I even talked to Becky. I was like, what if she just thinks I'm nuts? Or what if, you know, she doesn't like me anymore? Um, but... um. I, God spoke through her and and her communication back to me just made me feel good about it and so um, yeah what I, I was like just about really that thankful for that interaction
0: is when you know sometimes when we say the maybe if or maybe what or we kind of play it out, Oh right? yeah. And and we get to step five. We're like, well, that didn't play out like I like I thought it should. <laughs> yeah. But really, what God wants us to do is step one. So mm-hmm. if He puts it on our heart to be able to, you know, send out the message or to yeah. pray, we don't need to try to think of, well, what if this happens. Is saying, no, I feel the Holy Spirit leading me into mm-hmm. this way. I just got to be obedient and then trusting God on what what happens.
2: And absolutely, I think step one is the hardest. You know, just being obedient to to do what He wants yeah. us to do. So. Yeah.
1: And even as I hear you talk, Annie, I I think about you know one of the really the gifts of COVID that we have is that, um, people were so isolated. We've been so isolated, and people have always needed friends. But I think I see that in a even bigger way that we're desperate for friends that reach out to us and make a difference and our lives can be good news in a world of bad news. Um, so, you know, it, and you and I, we've talked about, you know, just, just being friends mm-hmm. to each other right. and, and seeking out people just for friendship and knowing God's going to use that.
0: Mm-hmm. So this kind of brings up a question. You guys are, are both in a women's group, right? Separately. Yeah. Separately. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I've got a men's group and we've met coming up on two years. And I remember our very first meeting, we had like 25 or 30 guys there. We split up in small groups and we asked the question, why are you here? Like what brought you here? And um, the overwhelming response was, and, and there was people from age 20 to age 60 and everything in between was I had good friends in high school, I had good friends in college, kind of young adults. Now mm-hmm. I've got a ton of acquaintances. I've got right. people I work with, people I know, people I may watch football with or whatever but nobody that really knows the real me and that you know when when I need a prayer request I've got someone I can reach out to and man I was just it was eye opening for me and so some of that, I think COVID's brought out, the isolation part, but it's been around for a long time, this this pandemic of loneliness. And so when I ask about the women's group, I mean, I know women are probably better at making friends when they get older than guys are in that. But I mean, do you see some of that in, you know, just that people don't have those, those tight friendships that are really mm-hmm. helping them that they can be real with? What's your thoughts on that?
2: We were just having this conversation, <laughs> actually, yeah. Becky and I, about, you know, in your 40s and how hard it is to find um good friends Mm -hmm. and um you know when you're when you have kids you're friends with your kids as friends parents and um but like to find those people that are just you know they're your friends and they are those people that you can reach out to it's hard and you you do have to be very intentional about it yeah making time for it and
0: yeah, that just kind of gives me a light bulb moment of for us to get over our, our fears of I'm going to say the wrong, wrong thing, do the wrong thing, I'm awkward, I'm not built for this. For me, if I focus on, on what they need, that there's people around me mm-hmm. sitting across from me at church or, or people at the grocery store or you know, uh, my kids is um, their parents, but they need this. If I really think, like, there's there's many of us that just don't have those friendships or those mm-hmm. those close to helping them grow. It helps me to get over some of those fears and some of those questions I'd have to say, man, they really need this, and maybe God can work through me to to help that out.
2: Well, they need it, but we need it yeah. too. Right? I yes. mean, right. we need it just as much. So. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I, I want you to dig in. Uh, you kind of had a teaser there of uh, this kind of led me to some other intentional ways of seeking out. So what what would that look like?
2: Um, so intentional eventually, but yeah. initially um, I, this last school year was really, really difficult. I would say even more difficult than the COVID year. Um, and I would, I'm speaking generally, but to most teachers, I would say it was very, very difficult. And, um, it was, it, for me, it was very, a very divisive year. And, um, I honestly was ready to find a different job at the end of the school year. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of all of that frustration and, um, tiredness and worry about my job, um, we were closing out the school year and I just felt this nudge to, um, reach out to my coworkers and ask if anyone wanted to do a Bible study over the summer. And I didn't want to call it a Bible study because we're all teachers. And the last thing we want to do over the summer is work, (laughs) work. homework. Um, and so I actually reached out to Becky and I was like, Becky, I have this idea. I don't, I don't know what kind of Bible study I've looked online and, you know, I couldn't find a Bible study that was for teachers, and um, she kind of led me in a, in a direction of something that we could use, which was uh, worked out awesome, because there was no homework, and we could just show up and have conversation, and um, so that worked out really well. But um, the, the scary part for me was I felt led to invite it and open it to every single person in my building. And that was really scary for me because I, yeah. I mean I I have my <laughs> faith things in my classroom that you know are mine, but it's not something I like go around the building, sharing with everyone. Yeah, and so, there, right? yeah. And so I made a flyer and I put it in every single teacher box and para box uh-huh. and administration, and and I was just like terrified. Um, no one would show up. Yeah. And um, I had about 10 women respond that they wanted to join. And through the summer, we met with... a uh, So there would be 11. So about nine of us actually met pretty intentionally yeah. all summer long, every week. Mm-hmm. And we did the Discover, Discovery Bible Discovery study. Bible study. Yeah. And um, what I liked best over the summer was that... It just gave all of us a chance to connect in a non superficial way. You know, walking through the halls every day, you're like, hey, how's it going? And, you know, it's good. How are you? It's good. Yeah. Yeah. um, But this was really good connecting time. And I just felt like we really needed that for next year going back. So,
0: yeah. Was it the. Was it the nine people or 10 people that, um, you thought, okay, these, if 10 people show up, these are the 10, they're going to come or.
2: Absolutely not. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah. Talk about that. Like what,
2: um, you know, I just, because there was so much division in our school and in our community and, and education in general, I just was like, I don't know who's going to show up. Is this person going to get along with this person? And are we going to be able to have conversations? And is it going to work out? And is this going to be a disaster? I mean, it was just like (laughs) the overthinking. Um, But as people started coming and saying, hey, I'm going to come, I kind of looked at what I knew about them and was like, okay, well, God must be placing them here for a reason. And, 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 Um, I mean, I don't necessarily know what all those reasons are, but, um, I was just very thankful for each and every person that showed up every week and, um, they were very appreciative that I had put it together. Like they really needed it too. So that was really
0: awesome. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, that's only been probably a couple months of that. Right. So you know, as you begin to build some of those deeper relationships, um, into this next school year, then I don't know, it would just be fun to see how God kind of uses yeah, not just that Bible study, but just those relationships uh, in the future. So.
2: Yeah. So we had an opportunity over the summer that something Becky's group had done. Um, one of the women in my group had come from a meeting at Becky's group and had shared a service project. And so, uh, my group was able to participate in that service project and just like come to, I mean, we've never done that before as coworkers. And mm-hmm. so to be able to come together and do that, uh-huh. and um, we've had some really good ideas for going into the school year about how we can continue what we're doing in our, in the community there. I mean, it's not a, I don't live in that community, but um, as a, teachers you know it is our community so um so we have some exciting hopefully ideas coming up for the fall that we're gonna try and see if it works and yeah i don't know that's
0: that's great as we you know continue to look at this action of seek any last story that you were like coming to this i kind of wanted to share this part anything to dig in before i kind of move us on to some of the top Mm. questions that we get about how we walk with others
2: i don't know you got any Becky? I will say Becky. Becky has been very intentional on me. I guess seeking me out this year and um, invited me to Global Leadership Summit, and I did get to go experience that, and it was awesome. It was life changing. I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: yeah. So um, just as yeah, you were talking there, it, it makes me think of um, looking at our motives. Um, so we, we do things out of obedience, but we do it because Jesus loved us and we're, you know, we're called to love other people and, and I need friends in my life, Mm -hmm. um, now more than ever. And so I have to look at, yeah, why am, why am I doing things? It's, it's, um, it's because of Jesus.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. And, you know, Annie, you kind of talked about, you got more intentional on seeking after you kind of started and it is kind of like exercising a muscle, you know, whether it's, whether it's praying and, you're like a prayer calendar. I don't even pray once. What do you mean, like writing it down thirty days? But it's it's once you start and you're you're beginning to to grow that spiritual growth and that strength in those different areas. Um, yeah, God can just do amazing things yeah. when you're obedient um, and you're letting uh, Holy Spirit work through you.
1: Yeah, I mean, it has been life for me. Um, I I can get so easily sucked in just to. Day to day existing, but when I start seeking out other people and letting God work inside my heart, it is it has been life changing. Um, yeah, it's it's life, it's joy, it's peace, and it's not perfect and it is messy. Yeah. But um, I, it's it's been amazing to see how God's used it all.
0: Well, that's that's good. Thank you guys both for sharing. And before we started this podcast, we brought in a group of people and said, hey, we're we're digging in and leaning into God working through us to walk with others. So what questions do you have, right? How do you get started? And we talked to young people and old and experienced believers and people new to their faith and uh, all kinds of different diverse uh, backgrounds. So we're trying to dig into uh, a couple of these questions each episode so we can answer these questions. I want to start... With this one, we're just going to do two questions here today. And is how do you start walking with the 99? And when we say the 99, this comes from kind of Luke 15 of you leave the 99 sheep to find the one. So where we would identify the 99, this would be Christ followers, right? Christ followers that are pretty connected still, so they're not disconnected, they're not lost, but uh, we need to be walking with them too. So how do you how do you start when you're seeking them out there? And we can all talk about different ways for us to, that we try this or that we've heard. So yeah. How do you start by walking with the
2: 99?
1: Just by being a friend, asking people how they're doing, asking how you can pray for them, um, encourage them with the scripture. Um, yeah.
2: yeah. God's I would say us open love. your mouth because, you know, we think about it a lot. We talk, you know, we think right. about it in our head, we overthink it and, We worry about all the things that people are going to react to and they're going to hate me and they're going to think I'm a weirdo. And we just need to open our mouth and talk, you know, Mm -hmm. and not let our fear get in the way.
0: You know, one thing I think on this is to create a little bit of margin. Not be so busy that it's yes. when I'm in the grocery That's store, manager. I've got to mm-hmm. just go in and leave. When I'm mm-hmm. at my kids' sporting events, I'm so busy, or I've got my AirPods in, or you know, those that we just don't have margin. And mm-hmm. so, and, and it's funny when you begin to, to look at stories in the Bible of people walking with others they they were busy, but they always allowed for the interruption, mm-hmm. right? Of, okay, this is a person I can, the task or the thing that I'm on, I got time to open my mouth and mm-hmm. to talk and build that relationship. And uh, that's tough because we're all really busy. But yeah. if we're if we're praying at the beginning of the day and we're looking for these opportunities, then it's not as much of an interruption. It's a, it's a God moment. Like, okay, God, I see you creating this because I was praying for it and looking for it. And it's not, oh, I don't want to talk to this person. I've right. got everything else to be able to do.
2: Well, and I, I like what you said about creating margin, but um, even for ourselves, creating margin to just be still and listen, and I mean, that's one of the things I love best about summer is like, I feel like I can get back into Bible study and, and doing a devotion that I don't feel like I can do during the school year, and um, it is hard when you're busy to make that time to seek others, but also just to seek God and, and listen to what He has yeah. to say.
0: You know what that made me think of? Uh, So COVID, I I heard this analogy once that COVID was the lesson and the test will be after it. And Mm -hmm. when I say that in the aspect of time and margin, it's I remember like when everything was shut down at the beginning and it was like, well, we're finally have time with my kids and finally have time to get outside. And we're doing all these things that we've never done before. And it's been so good, that part of it. So like that's the lesson. Like you've, you've got that time now. When things go back to, to normal and you're busy again, that's the test. Are you still going to make time for those things that you had forgotten right. about? And, and as I think about that, as we talk, I'm like, yeah, there's some things that I've, I'm failing that test right yeah, now. Like I learned the hard. lesson and then I've, you know, I've let those things get crowded out by other things. Some. Mm-hmm. It is hard. Yeah, so here's another question. Um, the last one we'll look at uh, kind of a top question that people had asked is, what are different platforms um, that can be good tools to use when walking with someone?
2: Um, I don't, I mean, I guess the Discovery Bible app was really helpful for Mm -hmm. us. Like I said, I was out looking for, um, a way to spiritually walk with my coworkers, but not make them feel overwhelmed and not want to come because they've been overwhelmed all school year. And so that was a good, a simple way for us to do Bible study without feeling so overwhelmed with work, I guess. Um, and then following up with that, that the yeah. pathway dis-
1: pathway church discussion guide mm-hmm. follows those same questions. Mm-hmm. So you can just go to the discussion guide and
0: yeah. But and, actually, in a future episode, we're going to have our Goddard campus pastor David um, Integrand is going to be talking mm-hmm. about the discovery Bible study mm-hmm. and how do we do it. So we'll get some practical training mm-hmm. on it
1: too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, You version Bible app. You can mm-hmm. do Bible plans um, by yourself. Um, you can also share those with other people, and you can. There's a question there that you can have a discussion, on, you know, via text on it. Right. So that's a another good one.
2: Yep, that we used that during COVID. That was what we started with, and um, one that I have recently done. It's about work, and I shared something like on my Facebook about it, and one of the ladies from my group actually. Um, it was a Bible, it was a study that I was going to start, but she actually reached out and was like, hey, I want to do this with you. It's like, oh, awesome. Like I was just going to do it by myself, but, and so we've been able to have some feedback back and forth. And so that was, that's
0: been good. You know, it's funny. um, I'll encourage all the listeners to not be like me when it comes to version because I heard about this for a couple of years and never really looked at it. I'm like, I got my own paper Bible that I could look at, but it's so much more than that, right? It's is doing the studies with other people and the commenting. So I think I began doing it, I don't know, a couple years ago, and I'm like, why didn't I do this before? Like, mm-hmm. it's such a great way to dig into God's truth with other people and walk with them. So if you don't know what we're talking about, we're going to link to these different platforms and tools in our show notes. But go on there, check it out, and get started, because it, it really is a great tool to um, dig into God's Word and walk with others.
2: And especially when you're busy because you can go in and you can do it when you have time yes. and comment and then yep. two hours later your friend can go in and reply back and so it's it it's really good at meeting people's schedules and meeting them where they're where they are and when they have time so yeah. that was really I've got that. one
0: last tool that I can think of of kind of a platform and then if you guys have any other ones we can go through it but it's social media so I'm more of a Facebook guy than yeah. than Twitter Instagram or I don't even know some of the newer apps that are out there, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you how I use it for Facebook. So uh, there's some things that can get you down and depressed on Facebook, but people share their struggles on there, right? They're saying, oh man, I'm going through this and they won't always ask for prayer, but they, you can just hear what they're going through. So I try to not just comment on there and do right. the the Christian answer of, I hope it gets better. I'll pray I'm for you. And for then him. I, and then you <laughs> never pray for them, and that's it. Like. You know, so I try to on some of those people that I know or even those I'm trying to get to know, I'll I'll send them a direct message or if I have their number, I'll text them and say, hey, I saw you got the job opportunity and want you to know I'm praying for it or. I saw that you're going through this struggle, and, and then I will pray for it. But then I try to make a note in my calendar. I'm lost without my calendar. So thank yeah. goodness for uh, digital calendars. Yep. I can put a note in there to say, check in on this person about the job, the surgery, the whatever it is. And that day, you know, I'll say, hey, I'm praying for it, or hey, how did this go? And so, man, it's been instrumental of not just seeing those things on social media, but using that to build that relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that personal connection. Means so much, and with my people that I'm praying for every um, day, often I will actually end up recording a voice memo and sending it to them so they hear me praying oh, for yeah. them. Yep. And I know that's I've gotten feedback that that's been encouraging yes. to them. Yep, mm-hmm.
2: I've gotten one of those. Yeah. Yep, it's it is it is a completely different level of. Appreciation when you hear that person praying for you.
0: Yep, and I'd say even an, another one in that same vein is you can just write out the prayer too. So mm-hmm. the voice that's part's good, or writing it right, out, yes. and but they they see what you're praying for right. instead of like you know. And I may discounted it. At the, I got the air quotes. You can't right. see it, but the the Christian answer of I'm praying for you, and then you know we don't or we don't follow up on it. Right. But writing out that prayer, that voice, that's that's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. yeah. Well, Becky, Annie, thank you so much for coming on and sharing and helping to teach us, equip us, inspire us to be able to seek others out when we're walking alongside them. So grateful that you guys were on.
2: Thank you for having us.
0: Thanks. Yeah, remember to tune in next episode. We're gonna continue to hear stories of wins and challenges around this action of seeking. And we've got our guests, uh, Guillermo Jeso and Jamie Dennison. And I truly believe you will all be encouraged as we hear and learn from them. It'll be a great show. See you next episode.